If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast. I'm your co-host, Amy Walker. And I'm Dr. Monica Ogando. And we are so excited that you're here with us today. Monica, you know how when you are looking for funds for your business, Mm -hmm. your mind kind of goes down a path. And that path is like, can I get a loan? Can I sell some services or products to people? Right. You know, can I get investors? And Mm -hmm. we see these paths of money, Mm -hmm. but sometimes there's other funds that are available to us. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And we sometimes leave money on the table because we hadn't considered those possibilities. Don't you Mm -hmm. hate that? (laughs) I actually really hate leaving money on the table because it like irks me that there's things that are available. Mm -hmm. So this past year, I've been introduced to a few people who are, that's really what they do is they specialize in helping you find the other funds that you might not be thinking of things like, uh, government grants, things like, uh, sponsorship, which is what we're going to be covering today. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it's opened my mind to the years past <laughs> and all of the times that I've left money on the table, which, you know, then just makes me be like, <clears throat> can we just have a musical my money. Tourette's moment, a musical to it? Yes. Moment. It's a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> I know the eyes are open and there's no turning back. We yeah. have to, we have to maximize the opportunities. And I understand why we do this. We get so linear in our thinking because we go into everything that we do with objectives, you know, like this yeah. is my goal. This is my objective. And if you don't have anyone looking out for you on the team to say, well, have you thought about this? Have you mm-hmm. thought about that? Sometimes mm-hmm. we just honestly forget. And that's why it's so important to have people who are smarter than you on your team, because there's things that you just, you don't, not only are there things that you don't know, there are also things you don't know that you don't know. And so are you it, suggesting that I'm not the smartest person in the world? Is that what this you're is the about? smartest in my room. Let me, t- let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love that we're about to get into this conversation because it'll open eyes just like it opened for you and for me. Yes, absolutely. And of course, I was totally joking. We are not the smartest person and people and <laughs> how do you even say it? Like, obviously, I'm not the smartest person because I can't even get my grammar to line up. Oh, boy. But... <laughs> We do need to have other people who are experts in our world so that they can show us the things that we possibly don't know. So I'm excited to introduce you to Linda Hollander. Linda and I connected at a uh, women's retreat and I instantly fell in love with her because, you know, when you're in different groups and you're like, oh, you're my people, uh, we were in a group with lots and lots of woo-woo people. And we were like the brainy, you know, like, let's get into the details of it. So we instantly connected. The woo-woo was good too, though. But I'm excited to introduce you to her because this is her jam. 
So Linda has been featured by Inc. Magazine as the leading expert on corporate sponsorship, and she teaches entrepreneurs about how to tap into the power of corporate sponsors. There are people out there that want to sponsor you. They want to pay you money, and she helps you figure out your strategy. And she's got a number one best-selling book that's called Corporate Sponsorship in Three Easy Steps. She has been featured all over the place. She has worked with top sponsors like... Microsoft has sponsored her, Epson, Wells Fargo, Dun & Bradford Street, FedEx, American Airlines, Staples. Like guys, she's going after the big ones, Walmart. So she definitely knows this process. And Linda, we're so excited to have you with us today to open our eyes and tell us a little bit more. (laughs) Great to be here. Yes. So Linda, we always like to hear the backstory first. Like how did you get started in this path? Oh, boy, I'd love to tell you that. So uh, I started a business with my best friend in the world. Her name is Cheryl. Cheryl and I met when we were 13 years old at recess. We're standing there in our little bobby socks with our lunch pails. And, you know, we became so bonded, closer than sisters. And we said, oh, my God, if we do anything together when we grow up, it will be absolutely phenomenal. So I love forums like this, where there's a lot of girl power going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we decided to open a business together. And the business was really great. Uh, She was uh, a cinema major. I was an art major. We knew nothing about the world of entrepreneurship, but we turned this little thing into a multi-million dollar enterprise. However, before I started that business, I was not in a good place. I was in the poverty trap. I was basically working, but I was a working poor uh, because I wasn't making enough money at my job. So I borrowed on credit cards. And when I went down to the mailbox, you know, like my hand would literally shake. And obviously, you know why I was afraid of my mailbox. It was because Mm -hmm. there were bills there. I could never, ever afford to pay on the money I was making in my job. And at my job, I had a toxic relationship with my boss. Uh, It was, you know, just zapping my soul, that job. Sometimes I would go down to my car and I would cry because I had the heart and the fire of an entrepreneur. My soul was being crushed in that work situation. And in my personal life, I was with an abusive man and stayed in that relationship for years. Fortunately, One day I had an epiphany and I said, I'm not going to be a victim anymore. I want my life to make a difference. So I called Cheryl and I said, let's take the biggest adventure ride of our lives together and start a business. And luckily she said, yes. So all the good Mm -hmm. things in my life happened when I made that decision to start my business. I was able to move out of this little rent controlled apartment. And even though I was in a rent controlled apartment, you know, every month I was struggling to make that rent. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I bought my first home as a single woman. I traveled the world. Uh, and, uh, I loved doing what you do. I love doing coaching. I love doing mentorship and consulting because, um, you know, people would say, Linda, how do I do sales? How do I do marketing? So I wanted to start a women's small business expo to teach other women to do what I had done to get empowered through entrepreneurship. Mm 
So at that point, I'm out of the business with my friend. I'm at home with the cat. And I said, how am I going to pay for this? Because I'm just in my kitchen doing the business. And uh, then I looked and I said, oh, my God, what are these things called sponsors? So here's what sponsors can do. You could write this down if you want. They can fund your business, your event, uh, things like, hey, guess what? A podcast, uh, a show. Uh, They can fund your book or if you want to be a speaker, your projects, your nonprofit. Uh, And when I say events, it's virtual and live. Uh, And at that time, I was doing a live event and it's expensive. So my very first sponsors for my very first event, and I sold them on the concept, uh, were Bank of America, Walmart, and IBM. And that made the event possible. I did the event for 10 years. Uh, Women met their business partners there. Women got the missing pieces of the puzzle they needed to get corporate sponsors. Uh, I'm sorry, they needed to build their business and it was all possible because of corporate sponsors. I love it. That's fantastic. So how, what is the step to give us like the, the, you know, bullet point outline of how can somebody get started with um, seeking and, and securing sponsorship money? Okay. So first of all, you don't need notoriety. You don't need a big following. You don't need experience. I had absolutely no experience. Nobody knew who I was except for my brother-in-law and my cat. Um, you know, uh, but so in order to get sponsors, you really need to be clear on your concept and your demographics. Let me give you the definition of corporate sponsorship. It is connecting a company to people who buy things. So when I was doing the Women's Small Business Expo, I researched the heck out of the women's business market found that women are starting businesses at twice the rate of men and women make or influence over 85% of the purchasing decisions in America. So that's what helped me get my initial sponsors. So the first thing you want to do is what's called the wish list. The wish list, that's the list of companies that you would like to have fund you. And for me, it was just being stuck in a traffic jam because I'm in Los Angeles, California. I was stopped at a traffic jam and I was just cursing the traffic jam. I was hot. I just want to get back home. But I see Bank of America on a billboard and I said, oh, my God, what if they could be a sponsor? And it happened. So it all starts with a thought. So the first thing you want to do is the wish list. Awesome. Monica, who should be on our wish list for a podcast sponsor? Mm, well, we can certainly talk to the banks that we do business with because they would like to have some visibility in our podcast. Yeah. Right, Linda? Okay. I'm, ge- I'm going to go through this process. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So thinking through banks, that would be a good option. Awesome. I love me some banks because uh, the first sponsor was Bank of America that I ever got. And it was mm-hmm. a five-figure deal. It was over $10,000. Awesome. Um, Then I got Citibank and I got FedEx. I love banks. Uh, They Mm -hmm. asked Willie Sutton, why do you rob banks? He said, that's where the money is. So that's still (laughs) where the money is. So I love I love banks. So a bank is a great thing to put on your wish list. And obviously the bank that you do business with. Love it. Okay, so what's next? So wish list. Mm-hmm. Second and then- thing is the sponsor proposal because you're asking for money that you don't have to pay back. But in order to get that funding, you need to create an industry standard sponsor proposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the sponsor proposal, it's the most important but least understood document. 
And it, that's how sponsors make their funding decisions. And if you don't have a sponsor proposal that's professional, you know, you'll get rejected and you may not be able to resubmit because they kind of remember that. So you need to create a sponsor proposal. And I will say, having tried to do this, it's not as easy as you think. It's not something that like you can just go and Google and there's a really great template that's available, at least not the last time I was doing it. I was like, oh, this right. is where the work begins. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So how do you help clients with that? Uh, we actually do help them. We have we have a template <laughs> and I think uh -huh. ours is pretty good, uh, you know, because and it is hard to find a good template out there. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have two kinds of services. We have a template that they fill out and then we have done for you services where we create all of the documents that they need to get their sponsors. But let me tell you what goes in the proposal, because I really want everybody to get this information. So what goes in the proposal is a description of what you do sponsor benefits. You want to have the right compelling benefits. Mm -hmm. Most people think it's all about slapping logos on websites and doing right. signage. That's really not what sponsorship is about. You need to the description of your demographics, like what we talked about before, uh, your audience, uh, your marketing. How do you get the word out about what you do? And then lastly is, and this is how we help people, storytelling. You need a really compelling story. I've put in my sponsor proposal that I was in the poverty trap, that I was in an abusive relationship. Uh, and that's helped me get sponsors. So don't just put your pretty bio about your education and your accomplishments. Really get vulnerable because it's not a faceless corporation that's going to sponsor you. It's a human being that's going mm -hmm. to make that decision. That's a really good reminder. When you, when you say get vulnerable, what do you mean by that? Like you're like tug at their emotional heartstrings about why something matters to you and what difference it makes? Exactly. Either put your story in there or the story of somebody that you've helped through the work that you do. Talk about the obstacles. Talk about the challenges. Fantastic. Okay, great. And then, so there's that. There's make that wish list and then pitch them. And then what's next? Funding. <laughs> the funding yeah. step is the next step. And you want to get a yearly sponsorship deal. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't tell you exactly what you'll get from your sponsors, but most of our clients get between $10,000, even up to $100,000 from each sponsor. Now, you want to have many sponsors, not just one, because if you have quite a few sponsors, it puts you, first of all, in a better financial position. Secondly, there's something called renewals. So, uh, you know, if one sponsor doesn't renew, that means if they sponsor you this year, the next year, the next year. So if one sponsor doesn't renew, you're not devastated if you have other sponsors. Mm -hmm. So one question that I have for you is I kind of feel like in my mind, I always think chicken before the egg, which one comes first? Do you need to have a bit of an audience first, or do you need to go after the sponsorship and then use the sponsorship money to then invest in marketing to build the audience? Like, what do they like to see? Everybody thinks there's these magic numbers. Like when I get to this many followers, when I have this many listeners, then I'll go after sponsors. No, sell them on the potential demographic. Remember what I did, because I didn't know anybody when I was getting sponsors. I said, look, here's the potential demographic of women business owners. And did you know that women in America 
by more than five countries combined. So tell them about the, the potential. Now, if your demographic, let's say, is entrepreneurs, tell them about entrepreneurs and that they spent over $7 trillion last year on their businesses. And with entrepreneurs, you're talking to the decision makers. So you can connect a company with that particular group of people that can buy their stuff. Mm -hmm. $7 trillion. Did we all write that down? We should have all written that down. (laughs) Seven trillion. She's giving us the good stuff right here. Now, when when somebody, when you do get that funding from a sponsoring um, agency or organization, do you, what's, what do they want in return? In other words, is there a trackable ROI? Do they want certain visibility? What's the, what's the trade? What's, what makes it a win for them? That's a great question about metrics. So in sponsorships, there's tangible benefits and then there's intangible benefits. So the tangible benefits are website clicks, hashtag campaigns, uh, views, likes, shares, comments, etc. The intangible benefits are goodwill because that's how a lot of nonprofits get sponsors because of the goodwill that it creates in cause marketing. Uh, Target sponsors uh, Feed America. And, you know, people want to buy now from companies that are socially responsible. So that's an intangible benefit. Yeah, that's good to be able to put in your pitch and your proposal, right? Absolutely. It is. I'm thinking, especially since, you know, we have a really diverse uh, listenership. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of women who are minority business owners and Mm -hmm. showing goodwill of investing in minority run companies and women owned companies, you know, that, that does give goodwill. So we -hmm. should be utilizing that. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Linda, you, we love your process. Now Mm -hmm. we're going to go into our lightning round. So Mm -hmm. in the lightning round, we ask you five questions and we ask them fast. And you just tell us the first thing that comes to mind. I'm ready. You ready? Okay. What is the best business advice that you've ever gotten? Everything starts with a sale. I got that from Sarah Blakely (laughs) of Spanx. Don't do anything until you're making sales. Don't spend a lot of money. Love it. I love that. All right. Next question. What is, what inner dragons have you had to slay on your path to success? Inner dragons. Well, uh, the feeling that I'm not good enough and mm-hmm. that's why I stayed in an abusive relationship for so many years. By the way, uh, when I started my business, I dumped the abusive boyfriend and my husband and I will have been married 25 years. This That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Congratulations. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. Who is your current business girl crush? A woman that you respect and admire in business? Oh, Wow. Uh, I, I'm still following Sarah Blakely from Spanx, even, even after all these years, because I think she is wonderful. Love it. Next question. What is the number one door that you want opened for you right now? Uh, I'm doing events right now and they are virtual. Uh, so the door that I want open is ways to get the most people at my events uh, to get all the great content about funding their businesses with sponsors. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Okay. Last question is when you achieve all of your business goals, what is your dream way you want to contribute and leave legacy behind in the world? 
Well, the dream way I want to leave legacy behind in the world is helping animals because I have a real soft spot Aww. for animals. Uh, uh, I have uh, just contributed to Best Friends. Uh, I mm-hmm. contributed to a local uh, shelter with Kitty Bungalow. I loved the Betty White Challenge where uh-huh. on her birthday on January 17th, uh, so many people contributed to help animals. And I'm looking toward a future where no animals have to be euthanized because they're all in loving forever homes. That's awesome. awesome. So I have four animals and then have discovered that my family is all allergic to them. (laughs) We're keeping them. It's just like, it's challenging. So yes, I love that people love animals because I'm like, I love them enough that we're making it work, but woo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Linda, we so appreciate you being here with us. And I know that you have something that you want to share with our listeners. What do you want to share and how's the best way for them to connect with you? Okay. Uh, go to my website, successwithsponsors.com. And at successwithsponsors.com, you're going to get the number one secret for getting sponsors. That is my free gift for you. Perfect. I love it. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Mm -hmm. So Linda, um, we always like to say, what's the number one takeaway that we've had as well? Because part of the reason we do this show is so we get to learn cool things from brilliant ladies. So Monica, what's your big takeaway? My biggest takeaway is that, you know, sponsorship money isn't um, just, uh, yes, it is about goodwill, but it's a, it's an exchange and you, you get to ask for sponsorship money from a place of power. When you said the thing about, you know, share your vulnerable story, it wasn't a sob story. It was not like, Oh, give me some money. Please help me. It's more like, here's how, here's how you can make a difference. And here's the win-win that we can create together. So I love that you, that you emphasize that. My takeaway is that we need to put on our uh, next meeting time to discuss mm-hmm. sponsors for our podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. (laughs) Yeah, Monica knows that I love to implement good ideas. I'm like, oh, we have an idea. Let's do this idea. Yes. (laughs) You always say that you're a great strategist, and that is true. You're a great strategist, but you're a great strategist because you have an implementer's heart. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we so appreciate you being here with us today, Linda. Thank you for your expertise. Thank you for spending the years learning and developing and creating templates and processes that just makes it so much more simple for the rest of us. So if you who are at home listening are like, yeah, I want some sponsorship dollars, sign me up for that. Then make sure that you go grab Linda's free gift. Do you want to say the website one more time? Sure. It's successwithsponsors.com. And at successwithsponsors.com, you'll get that free gift, the number one secret for getting corporate sponsors. I want to thank both of you ladies for having me as a guest. I'm so much in gratitude for sharing this information and for all the great work that you do. Awesome. Well, we so appreciate you. And for all of our listeners, thank you for being here with us. Make sure that you like, leave us a comment, subscribe, and follow us on social media. I'm at Amy Walker Coach. And I'm at Monica Ogando. We cannot wait to see you back again next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody.